Welcome to the Root of Our Health podcast, a holistic health and wellness podcast for women over 40. I am your host, Elizabeth DiCristofano, a functional medicine health coach, and each week I will provide bite-sized tips, knowledge, and insights, along with experts and thought leaders, so we can all learn how to get to the root cause of our health as we dance into the second half of our lives. Please keep in mind, this podcast is for educational purpose only and should never be used as a replacement for any medical diagnosis or treatment. Thank you for joining me. Now let's dig in. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to another episode of The Root of Our Health. I wanted to talk to you today about the upcoming holiday season. Specifically, really finding ways to get through the stress that it brings, and this year more than ever. But before I do that, and you know, speaking of the holidays, I do want to mention that I have decided to focus my health coaching services on women over 40, but who struggle with emotional eating, other specified eating disorders, and body dysmorphia. If this sounds like you and would like some guidance on ways to improve recovery, then please go to my website and I will put that in the show notes. I do have a special that I am running for the holiday season starting Black Friday, and that is to book a six-week session up front and you will get 20% off your total amount. That is actually an $80 in savings. So all this will be on my website. You can get more information. So let's end this 2020 and start the new year one step closer to helping you in recovery. Now let's get back to the episode. Well, the holidays are here. Another year, yet a year that is completely unconventional. A year that has brought on even more stress on top of what we already have this time of year. The holidays this year are actually going to look completely different, and for most, if not all of us, are wondering how to get through such a difficult time. Well, we already went through the toilet paper saga, the lockdowns, the mask debate, the no traveling, no contact, at-home schools, suicide rates and domestic violence rates up. But I'm not telling you this to be morose and get you depressed. What I am saying is this is the truth. Look, whatever this thing is or isn't, one thing is for certain. How we deal with a situation is going to determine how much stress we put on ourselves. So as we are heading into now a second wave of lockdowns in many states, the government has threatened to cancel the holidays? I mean, are you serious? How the hell can you cancel Thanksgiving? I mean, I I just don't know. But anyway, with everything aside, there are still many other stressful factors that still come into play for this time of year. As I always like to say, tis the season. So I decided to ask a couple of Facebook groups as well as my lady friends on what their struggles are for the holidays. And what I actually found was that there's Seven struggles us women over 40 face when dealing with the holidays, especially in this crazy time. 
And I also thought I would give some tips on how to manage each one so we can all enjoy the last two months of this year. The first struggle of the holidays for us women over 40 is being alone. And this is mostly due to COVID. This one was at the top of the list, and it's a damn shame that is even on the list. When I think of the holidays, I think about spending time with family and loved ones. However, being alone on the holidays may not only be due to the virus that is plaguing the world, but can also be not able to see the family members due to work or other factors. In any case, we are typically a social species, and it gets harder when we can't carry on the tradition of sitting down at the table full of food, drinks, laughter. If this doesn't sound like your typical holiday as a child, I get it. But there is something about this time of year where sharing it with family and friends are a big part of the memories. There are ways to enjoy the holidays and still be alone. If you are truly alone, no partner or spouse or kids, then this is a better time than any to treat yourself. You know how they say, treat yourself. (laughs) Um, And do a self-care holiday. Take a day off or two and whatever, you know, do whatever makes you happy and fulfilled. Give yourself some grace and gratitude for having this time to enjoy your own company. Another way to get through the holidays alone is to know that you are not completely alone. Even though it is not ideal using the technology that we have to connect with each other, maybe a virtual Zoom dinner and drinks. Maybe watch your favorite Christmas movie over the phone and laugh over the parts you already know by heart. The last way you can get through the holidays alone is to volunteer. Nothing gives you the biggest smile than to see a smile on someone else that is not as fortunate as you and is getting their wish this holiday. As we are not able to do food drives or toy drives as we did, you can donate with a click of a button to your favorite charity or even help with a local organization. Giving is a huge part of sharing the joy with others. Now, the next struggle that we deal with is spending. (laughs) Specifically, spending way too much and over budget. At this point, I usually like to quote a monologue from Linus from the Charlie Brown Christmas movie about the true meaning of Christmas, but I will refrain. I get that buying gifts is a huge part of Christmas and always ends up over budget as there are, you know, those last minute guests who come in that you didn't expect and you just feel the need to give them something. (laughs) This year, though, will be different as no last minute guests means that you can be sure to not have surprises and extra gifts that need to be handed out. There are going to be a lot of delivery this year for sure, so... I hope you have some stock in Amazon. So how do you manage the overspending, especially this year? Well, talk it over with your family and be firm on your budget. What do the kids really need? And maybe even split the cost with other family members. Another way is to bake your gifts. If you love to bake and are good at it, well, show it off. Be a huge hit in the kitchen and in their tummies. Kids will love it. Or if you are not a baker but a crafty person, well, then get creative. 
if you have the time, of course, you know, I was doing this for some years and some years were successful and some were not because it, you know, it's too time consuming. Though I feel by doing this, being creative and doing crafty things is much more memorable and it does last a lot longer than conventional gifts. And lastly, maybe not the most popular one, but put the money towards charity in their name. As mentioned, you know, giving to those less fortunate at this time is very therapeutic. And not to sound woo-woo, but you actually do feel your heart open when you give to others. Again, this is not popular, especially for the young kids, but maybe you could do it for some of the adults. Now, the third struggle that we deal with in the holidays is family. And I've actually divided this into two groups. So it's dealing with a negative and difficult family member or not being able to spend time with family. So the first one, dealing with a negative and difficult family member or members. (laughs) This is tough no matter what year it is. You know, many of us have at least one family member who is difficult, whether it's a arguing about politics, or criticizing your food, or the way you dress and look, or love this one, who you married. They like to nitpick, and even though you haven't seen them in a year, hey, it's the perfect time for them to tell you that your dreams are stupid, or your kids are brats. It's like they feel it's the perfect time to add on more stress to the situation. You know, this kind of reminds me of the movie Home Alone. Kevin's uncle is the mean, crotchety guy who belittles Kevin and tells him he is a menace. How I want to see this movie. Oh. <laughs> there are also some family members, and though this is a little true, that have addiction or mental issues and that have not been helped. And this can cause a huge problem if you are in the same room with the issues and it has been escalated. So now, how to cope with the difficult family or family members. You have to have realistic expectations. And please, don't take anything personally. Keep those potentially upsetting topics off limits. Try not to drink too much, well, at least around them. This will discourage any instigation as we tend to let our guard down and not care who we hurt when we drink too much. And know that the only thing you can control is your reaction. And last, practice both tolerance and gratitude. You can't change them. Just know that this is only one or two days and you can be the bigger person to tolerate their behavior. Also have gratitude that even as difficult as they are, they are still in your life. The second part of this struggle with the family is not being able to spend time with them. Again, this is happening more this year than ever due to the virus. And for many of us, it's heartbreaking. You can have an elderly family member who you don't know it might be their last holiday and you are not there to be with them. Actually, they don't need to be elderly, but it can happen to any one of us. Not to be dark, but the point is, we don't always have the luxury of time. And though it can happen anytime, if we are away from our loved ones during the holidays, it can make it so much more stressful. So 
Ways to cope with not being with your family member has actually been mostly covered in the first struggle of being alone. However, there is one other way is to schedule a virtual family toast or even a prayer. This ensures that there is still connection and that traditions still carry on. So now the next struggle that we deal with is dealing with expectations from yourself and others. This struggle was not common, but I felt it needed to be addressed. At least it wasn't mentioned much, but we feel it one way or another, especially us women over 40. There are expectations from ourselves and expectations for others. One of the expectations from ourselves is, in my opinion, has to do with gifts and possibly, you know, outdoing another family member on kids' presence. I see this a lot. This also plays a huge role in going over budget, as we talked about. Another way we put expectations on ourselves is perfectionism, on making the holidays perfect, from the decorations to the food to everything in between. Now, a way we put expectations on others is how they show up. Expecting to get a gift in return, expecting everyone to be on their best behavior, or even expecting others to make things easier. This seems to cause more stress than necessary. Now, there's not a lot of ways to deal with this other than the expectation on yourself is to go with the flow. Holidays are not made to be perfect. Decorations don't match. So what? Turkey is overcooked, put more gravy on it. As long as it's not as dry as the turkey in Christmas vacation. (laughs) My point is that it's okay if not everything goes right. It is your family, and I'm sure none of them are perfect. Now, with expectations of others, just stop. (laughs) A little tough love here, but if we held high expectations of our family members, We would be let down constantly. It is not worth the stress and upset. Just let it be and laugh it off. So the next struggle that we deal with is the loss of family members. This one is tough for me, as I'm sure for so many women of our age. This actually ranked high as the second struggle we all face, See, my dad passed away from melanoma cancer December 18th of 2017, which will make this three, the third year coming up. It was smack dab in the middle of the holidays that makes it so much harder to even want to celebrate. The Christmas week after his death was a blur, but the following year, 2018, the first full year without him hit hard. I'm not sure it really gets easier. We I guess just understand the dynamics of grief as time goes on. What I would give to be with him for another Christmas, as I'm sure those who have lost loved ones feel. This goes back to you never know when someone will go. So we must be in their lives more. But for those who cannot be here with us to celebrate, just keep those memories front and center. And find ways to honor those memories around the time. Another way to cope the loss during holidays is to feel the emotions as they come. 
I know I did the first full Christmas without my dad. We were sitting around with all our family opening up presents, and it just hit me. I started cheering up. It will hit you. Just know that it's okay to feel the feelings. The third way to cope with a loss is to focus on what you can control. You cannot control them coming back, nor can you control your feelings and your grief. But you can control creating new and lasting memories with the loved ones and family members you are with now. The next struggle that we deal with is the overeating. Well, overeating is inevitable when sharing the holidays with family and friends. So many dishes and, oh, the endless desserts, oh, they're my favorite, (laughs) can wreak havoc on your waistline. Funny, you know, this reminds me of the Friends episode where Joey wears the baggiest of pants and calls it his Thanksgiving pants so he can eat all that he wants without the uncomfortable feeling. After eating a huge meal, your pants feel like you've just been sucked into a corset. Speaking of corset, I wore one on my wedding day and though very flattering, hurt like hell by the end of the night. Anyway, I digress. Overeating is definitely a struggle and cannot be attributed by wanting to try everything, but at times can also be because you don't want to offend anyone by not eating their dish. Whatever the case may be, it's not only the credit card bills that pile up during the holidays, but so does the pounds. Well, have no fear. There are ways to keep the overeating from consuming your holidays and your waistline. If you want to eat all the dishes, just have a small sliver of each. Kind of like if you're at a tapas restaurant. Dishes are served in the tasting size portions. Another way, if you don't want to eat everything, is to be mindful of what and how much you are putting on your plate. So how much protein, carbs, and vegetables are there? Try and have a mixture of each. And I know they say eyes are bigger than the stomach, but please try not to overload the plate. Third way is don't fill up on the snacks. I know in my family, there was always plates and bowls around with either cheeses and meats or shrimp or chips to snack on before any big meal. If you know there are a lot of dishes you want to eat, maybe try not to snack a lot before the main course. Again, maybe just taste and leave room for the main course and, of course, for some dessert. And last is to limit the alcohol. Now, I know this is easier said than done, especially if you you are with one of those difficult family members. However, with an increase in alcohol, not only does it increase in calories, but it also makes you want to eat more. So last of our struggles is coping with eating disorder or emotional eating. This may not be a struggle you deal with, or maybe it is, and just being hidden due to shame. I will definitely be talking more about this issue in first in future episodes, as this is something I've struggled with and still do. Holidays are the worst when coping with these disorders. The last thing you want to do is draw attention on why you are not eating. And then with family members prying and saying, you are too thin or you should eat more. Or that you have to hide your purging. And then there's the emotional eating. 
which then results in the overeating. Emotional eating is high around the holidays and mostly due to the stress, but also because of the conversations at the dinner table. Personally, I don't always equate emotional eating as a negative, especially in this instance. For example, if you are with family and loved ones and are laughing and eating and are distracted, that is emotional eating as well. It is when we are more mindful of what we are eating and take deep breaths, put the fork down, that we are able to control how and what we eat. So for those who are dealing with disordered eating, I am actually going to give you tips on what someone that in a Facebook group wrote, which I thought would be very helpful. So number one, she said, have a recovery plan before. You know, see a therapist or a dietitian to set you up with a support group. Second is to set boundaries and work on the following exercise to help those boundaries. What are your major concerns, your biggest fears and past experiences regarding your personal boundaries around this time of year? And then which one of these evokes the greatest anxiety? What action will you take to prepare for Thanksgiving and Christmas? This could be, you know, having a friend or someone stand by for support to help you keep your personal boundaries. So how am I surviving this stressful holiday? Well, family is in Chicago, and unfortunately, they are in lockdown again. Normally, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, so it is normal for my husband and I to have an untraditional Thanksgiving meal. Usually involves pizza or some healthy pasta dish. But, uh, you know, this year, hmm, I might mix it up and have a turkey burger or something. (laughs) For Christmas, this will be the first Christmas I haven't seen my family since my father passed. This year, though, I, you know, I will definitely miss my family. But there'll be no expectations no overeating, no overspending, no dealing with difficult family members, just enjoying this time as much as I can, and also to honor my dad in some way. I will also get ready for the new year, and of course, working on this podcast, which I love to do. So thank you for listening, and truly hopes this has helped you to be able to enjoy the holidays and still create memories for the last couple months in this crazy year. If this resonated with you, I ask that you share this episode with a friend and or family member who you think needs to hear this. Please share on Insta stories or Instagram and tag me, letting me know your one takeaway. As always, if you like what you hear and want to keep up to date on new episodes, please hit that subscribe button to this podcast as well as sign up for my newsletter, which you can also find on my website. Please also leave a rating, as that is how I will be able to continue to get this message out to you ladies. So now I'm wishing you all good health, and until next time, don't forget, you are worth it.